the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello and welcome as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch, and we're glad you are joining us tonight. The difficult times we live in begs the question, where is God during our most challenging times? We believe the more the world becomes chaotic, the more we need to draw closer to God and learn to trust in Him. The Bible is our source for all things that sustain us as Christians. Philippians 4.7 tells us that we can have the kind of peace that transcends all understanding, even when the world seems to be completely out of control. Over the next 30 minutes, Pastor Dudley Rutherford is going to share a message meant for everyone listening right now. We know it is no accident you are with us tonight, for God orchestrates all things perfectly. So let's join Pastor Dudley right now with tonight's message. Now today, in your notes, and I hope you're taking notes, I want you to write the, the word proclamation. I want to talk about the fact that the Christmas story was proclaimed. And the song that I want to give you a little history on is the song, Go Tell It on the Mountain. How many of you ever heard of the song, Go Tell It on the Mountain? Well, looking at the music of Christmas, I want to take you back to the time period before and during and after the period of the Civil War. And during that time period, there was some songs called Negro spirituals that were sung. And Negro spirituals were hymns or songs which were created and sung by African slaves. They're a part of what we call the oral tradition, which imparted moral values while also describing the hardships of slavery, meeting in the woods and out of sight, and oftentimes, most times, out of the hearing of the slave owners. The slaves would sing these hymns uh, expressing their true feelings and their fears and their struggles that they could never ever express publicly Because to do so would mean certain death. And it's through these songs they could lay their burdens down and find the strength to get through another day. Now it's amazing that any of these songs survived because in that day slaves were not allowed to write or to read. Which is one of the main reasons why the Negro spirituals were handed down orally. These songs were unpublished. How did they ever survive? How do we even know they exist today? Well, the songs spread from the fields to small slave churches and then along the roads via work gangs. And eventually, white churches began to sing these songs. And eventually, these songs would be sung in the large 
concert halls of the South and in the North. And many of these songs, most of these songs, would have been lost forever had it not been for one very special person named John Wesley Work Jr. I have his picture. John Wesley Work Jr., his dad, the senior, was a worship choir director in an African-American church in Nashville, Tennessee. So this boy grew up in a choir. But it was this son, John Wesley Work Jr., who took it upon himself. He began to study. He began to do research. He began to, to gather, to collect, to piece together, to preserve by publishing many of the spirituals. Otherwise, had this man not taken upon himself to find these songs and to publish these songs, they would have been lost forever. And he helped publish a number of collections of these songs. Now, a lot of these songs were sung by the Fisk Jubilee Ensemble. I actually have a picture of of this choir. John Wesley Walt Jr., his dad was the choir director of this church. And some of the members of that choir made up this ensemble. And this choir sung many of those spirituals that John Wesley Work Jr. wrote down on paper so that we could have them throughout the ages. It's an amazing story, amen? Amen. In the year 1907, which was 111 years ago, 111 years ago, he published the choral music for our song today, Go Tell It on the Mountain. This is a song that was written or sung, I should say, by American slaves very simple but very moving go tell it on the mountain over the hills and where everywhere go tell it on the mountain our jesus christ is born when i was a seeker i sought both night and day i asked the lord to help me and he showed me the way go tell it on the mountain over the hills and everywhere go tell it on the mountain our jesus christ is what is born He made me a watchman upon a city wall. And if I am a Christian, I am the least of all. Go tell it on a mountain, over the hill and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain, our Jesus Christ is born. The telling of good news. I want you to turn to Luke chapter 2. That's our text today, Luke chapter 2. This is Luke's account of the Christmas story. And in this text... I see three different entities that are proclaiming. First entity, write this down, is an angel of the Lord. Everybody say angel. Angel. This is just one angel, an angel of the Lord. And I want to look at verse 8, if we will, starting with verse 8. There were shepherds, and these were the lowest members of society, And it says that the shepherds living out in the field, they lived in the fields. They weren't like us where we have a job, you live in a house and you go to work uh, somewhere and then you go back home. They lived out in those fields keeping watch over their flocks at night, 24 hours, 7 days a week. 
they had to watch the sheep lest the thieves or the wolves would come and kill or steal or destroy their flock. In verse 9, here's our first proclaimer, an angel, singular, an angel of the Lord appeared to them. And the glory of the Lord, now imagine you're a shepherd and you've been out in the field your entire life, nothing really spectacular happens out there. And all of a sudden an angel of the Lord appears and the Bible says that the glory of the Lord shone around those shepherds. And the Bible says that they, the shepherds, were what? Terrified. But the angel said to them what? Do not what? So when the angel says fear not, here's what he's saying. Write this down. He's saying relax, you're not going to die. And that that might be your only thought is I'm going to die at this moment. But he says relax, you're not going to die. Then look at verse 10. The angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for who? This news, this great news is for all the people. Now, the word good news in the Greek, you can write this down in your notes, is evangelion is how you pronounce that, which is where we get our English word evangelism. Evangelism, evangelion is good news. Typically, you think of good news And that day when uh, army came back and they were victorious, they would have some evangelion. They'd have some good news because we were victorious over our enemy. And I want you to know as Christians, we are evangelion. We, our good news is that we've, we've have, we have victory over sin. We have victory over death. We have victory over the grave. Can someone say amen? Amen. But evangelism. And verse 11, here is the evangelion, the good news. Verse 11, today in the town of David, now this is one angel talking. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you shepherds. He is the Savior, Christ the Lord. That is what each and every one of us should be proclaiming. That Jesus Christ is, number one, the Savior of the world. That he is the Christ, the Messiah, the fulfillment of the Old Testament scriptures, and that he is to be Lord of all. Those three things. Think about it. That was the announcement. That's what they proclaimed. That's what we should be proclaiming. That Jesus Christ died on a cross. His blood was the atonement for the sins of the world. He is our Savior. He is the Christ, the Messiah the one who fulfills all the Old Testament scriptures, the one that we have been longing for, and he is Lord, Savior, Christ, and Lord. And then the angel proclaims this. Now look at this in verse 12. The angel says to these shepherds, this will be a sign to you. You will find a what? This is like CSI Bethlehem. The angel says to the shepherds, go, do, go search for yourself. Here's the clues. You're going to find not a man, not a junior high school student. It's a baby. And he'll be wrapped up in these cloths. And you'll find him lying where? In a manger. I want you to write this down. The invitation is given. He's basically telling these shepherds, you can go see this for yourself. It's an invitation to go to Bethlehem and to see the Christ, the Savior, 
the Messiah. We talked about this last week, if you weren't here, and that is this truth. If you look for Jesus, you will find Jesus. Now here's the second entity, write this down, that proclaimed that evening, not just one angel, but an entire company of what the Bible calls heavenly host. This is a team of angels. Not one, not two, not a few. This is too many to count. This is a great company of heavenly hosts. The first word of verse 13 is the word suddenly. And I, you just have to picture this scene. It's dark outside. The shepherds have been there their entire lives. All of a sudden, one angel shows up. The glory of the Lord is shining down upon these shepherds. And this one angel is explaining, hey, you guys can go to Bethlehem and see this child that has been born, wrapped in swaddling clothes. He is Messiah, Christ, and Lord. And then next, suddenly, the Bible says, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared. So now there's not just one angel. There's thousands of angels at this moment. And what do these angels proclaim in verse 14? Glory to God in the highest. That's one of the three things that angels do is they they magnify God. Glory to God in the highest and on earth, which is where you and I live, peace to men on whom God's favor rests. Now, what does that mean, peace to men on whom his favor rests? What that means, I want you to write this down. It means that peace comes to people who God is pleased with. That's what that means, that God's favor rests. That means that he's happy, he's pleased. And peace comes to those with whom anyone who believes that this child is the Savior, the Messiah, and Lord. Now, what kind of peace does God bring? If he brings peace to men on earth, what kind of peace? Write this down. First of all, it's peace over your past. Anything in your past that haunts you today? Is there anything in your past that you're ashamed of? Is there anything in your past that you are embarrassed over? I want you to know that it doesn't matter what has happened in your past that once you give your life to Jesus Christ, He brings peace into your life. And you'll know and understand that your past has been forgiven. We know that the Bible says in Isaiah 118, though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. The picture is when snow falls, which we don't really get to see here in Southern California. But growing up in the Midwest, many times when it snowed, it didn't matter how dirty the roads were that snow when it fell it was like a blanket that covered everything and god says through isaiah that it matters if your sins are like scarlet that they shall be white as snow god's grace god's peace will cover your past number two your present it's not just your past it's for here right now right now what you're going through you can have peace Jesus, at the end of his life, in John 14, he said, the peace, peace I leave with you. My peace, he said, right before he leaves, he goes, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. 
Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. What you're going through right now, do not let your hearts be troubled. It's not peace void of a storm. It's peace in the midst of the storm. And I know right now, I know this for a fact, I'm not the only one hurting. All over this room, there are people with stories this moment that are going through difficult times. And that's the difference, though, between us and the rest of the world. When the world goes through that, they don't have the peace of Christ. And we do have the peace of Christ. And ultimately, ultimately, I know that no matter what happens to me on this earth, I'm going to be okay. I, I, I literally have nothing to fear because God promises me that he will never leave or forsake those who follow him. I know that. I know that. I know it. And the third thing, peace for the future. You see, we, we start to worry about the future. Some of you right now, you're not going through anything except you're worrying about what's going to happen. What if I lose my job? Well, you haven't lost your job yet. What if I lose my health? What if my spouse leaves me? What if my child dies? What if that financial blessing doesn't come through? The truth is, any of those things can happen to any of us. And if somehow you could just open up the curtains and see the angels in heaven, they would still be saying the exact same words that they said to those shepherds back in verse 14, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace to men on whom his favor rests. Those who believe that Jesus is the Savior, the Christ, and Lord. Amen, amen. Then the third entity, write this down, are those shepherds themselves. You've got an angel proclaiming. You've got the heavenly host proclaiming. But what I like in this story are the shepherds who become proclaimers themselves. Verse 15, the angels had left them and gone into, where'd the angels go? They went back to heaven. The shepherds began to talk to each other and they said, hey brother, let's go to Bethlehem, CSI Bethlehem, and see this thing that has happened. We'll do the research, we'll find this child. And we'll see this thing that the Lord has told us about. And what's amazing is that the first people to be told about this Messiah being born were the shepherds. And I'm sure they didn't understand the magnitude of what was said to them that day. But at the core of the gospel is this truth. Write this down, that the gospel is for all people, especially those that are the outcast of society. There was really only one birth announcement. There was only one birth invitation given out to come and see Mary and Joseph and the Savior in the manger in the stable. Only one invitation handed out by God. And it was given to some uneducated, smelly, low-class, social, and religious outcasts, those that were considered by the law at that time to be unclean. He makes the announcement to a group of shepherds. Why would he do that? 
Write this down. God wanted to show that His love does not discriminate on the basis of wealth, class, or social standing. He does not favor kings and princes and people in power over hourly laborers. He does not value pastors above the people in the pews. God does not show favoritism. His love is available to all based on faith in Jesus Christ alone. The Bible says in Psalm 149 that God crowns the humble with salvation. God is demonstrating that Jesus is not going to just be the Savior of political and social and religious elite. Jesus is Savior to what? To all. He wants to be Savior to kings and queens and presidents and Caesars and people in power, but He also came for the least of these. Verse 15, again, the angels had left them. The shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has told us about. So they what? They hurried off. And they found Mary. They found Joseph. And they found a baby who was just like that heavenly host, that angel of the Lord declared he was lying in a what? Now look at verse 17 or you've missed the whole sermon. When they had seen him, they, the shepherds, not the angel, not the heavenly host, but they themselves became proclaimers, spreading the word concerning what had been told about this child. I want you to write this down. They were first to hear and first to share. And verse 18, and all who heard it were what? amazed at what the shepherds said to them. Go tell it on a mountain. Over every hill and everywhere, go tell it on a mountain that Jesus Christ is what? People that are living in sorrow knew that the most important news that could be shared that day was the news of the Messiah had been born. These shepherds, lowly shepherds, that no one trusted, no one would even take their word as they shared this story, became proclaimers. People were amazed at what they had to say. I tell you what, I'm still amazed today. I'm amazed that any of us can be saved here today. (laughs) It's amazing. It's amazing that even though we were sinners, that God loved us so much It's amazing that God loves us. It's amazing that God was willing to send His one and only Son into the world so that you might have everlasting life. That is amazing. And it's amazing today that a Savior was born for you and that He is Christ, the Messiah, and that He's Lord. And it's amazing to me that no matter who you are here today and how much pain and sorrow you're going through, that you can have the peace of God in your heart here today and that God will put His favor, will rest upon you. 
these uncertain times, we know as Christians there's a great comfort available to us in the form of prayer. If you feel the need right now for someone to pray with, we have phone counselors standing by, ready to take your call. Our number is easy to dial. It's 888-818-4777. If you are unable to get through on your first try, please be sure to try again. Our phone number again is 888-818-4777. We have a special gift for everyone listening today to help with your daily Bible reading. It's our Anchored Journal, a complete 365-day Bible reading guide and journal that will help you stay connected to God's Word throughout the coming year. It works with any version of the Bible you are currently reading. The Anchor Journal comes in a choice of colors and can be yours right now for a gift of any size to the Lift Up Jesus ministry. It's as simple as calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. You won't want to miss out on this limited time offer, so be sure to call right now. Our number again is 888-818-4777. The Anchor Journal can also be found on our website, liftupjesus.com. That address again is liftupjesus.com. Get yourself anchored to God's Word with your personal anchor journal today. I'm Kyle Welch, inviting you to join us again tomorrow night at this same time here on KKLA as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley.